It slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And welcome for another fun week. Today is March the 1st. And today we're going to talk about whatever comes to mind. <laughs> As opposed to what we normally talk about. So, um... Let's actually start off with the the fun portion of this project because, Zach, you have been gone for a good chunk of this last week. Why don't you uh, tell us what you've been up to? I have. So some of you might be familiar with WorkbenchCon, um, which I think is a terrible name, but it was a great <laughs> event. Uh, I, I feel like every year the whole like maker YouTube community, whatever you want to call it. Have we decided on a name yet? What do we call ourselves? <laughs> Uh, we'll just no say idea. the YouTube <laughs> tubers. We'll say that tubers. So the tubers, <laughs> uh, I feel like we, we've at least I've only kind of been involved with stuff for like, I'd say a little less than two years, but it seems like since I have, it seems like, uh, every year we kind of pick an event and that's kind of like the main, the main event that everybody tries to attend. So we all get to meet, uh, meet each other and hang out and stuff. And I feel like last year that was the Atlanta woodworking show, which was a lot of fun. And they're, they're also going to be again this year. And there's, I know there's quite a few people coming to that. So I'll sell that. But this year, I really feel like the big event was workbench short for invention. And, uh, it's essentially geared, you know, exclusively to kind of the, the YouTube DIY community. So it's not strictly wooding. It's not like the wooding show where, you know, you walk around and try not to spend all your money and hang out days. Uh, this was this was really neat. There's a lot of events going on, a lot of you know sponsors and stuff put on. Like Instructables had like an open bar for everybody, which was a complete awesome <laughs> mess. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a there's a handful of people that that know how to put them back. So, um, but that was a lot of fun. The whole event was great, and it was. I mean, there's a lot of value in it as. You know, there's, I think there's two or three, like two and a half days of events and uh, a lot of speakers, uh, Ben Ueda, Johnny Brooke gave a, a speech, uh, Brad from Fix This Build That, Chris Salamone. Um, yeah, like pretty much the the who's who of uh, YouTube makers were, were all there and there were a lot of, uh, everybody kind of had their own talks that they gave at different, different places. So there's really a ton of information there and it was really great. So and it was, but the best thing for me was really just getting the opportunity to hang out with you. Um, I mean, if, if, if you've ever talked to me before, you know, how, how much, um, malice I have towards the state of Florida where I currently reside. So just getting the chance to get out of here and meet some, you know, meet some people that are, or not meet, but just to get a hangout with my friends that yeah. I usually am limited to talking to online. It's just refreshing. And anytime I get together with this group, um, you know, any from our community, it's just so inspiring. Like I really, you know, after, after like hanging out for two hours, I'm ready to go back home and like really take everything to the next level. I'm just really excited to, to get back and start creating content. It's just super inspiring. Um, it's, it's just, I, I mean, it's the best community ever. Everybody's, everybody's trying to help everybody out. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, in, in my time doing this, I can't name anybody that I've met 
that uh, weirds me out or that's that's not a fun person <laughs> to hang out with. I feel like people that work with their hands have a certain connection to reality that um, people who don't work with their hands oftentimes don't have, I guess. <laughs> so uh, yeah, WorkbenchCon was incredible. Uh, if I, I think, I mean, I'd say it was definitely a success and I'm sure they're going to be doing another one next year. So if, if you guys get the opportunity, definitely look into it next year. Because I think that's going to be the big, I think that's going to be the big event from here out. The new that, Atlanta. That are going to yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, as, as soon as, as soon as it's available for, as soon as I figure out what they're doing next year, I want to be a part of it. So cool. that how's that sculpture coming? Um, so I finished the sculpture like a week ago. This has been like the craziest month and I don't, well, I'll get into it in a minute, but uh, just so much, so many things going on. So uh, I finished the sculpture about a week ago, and uh, I don't mean to drop a bomb here, but uh, my my mother passed away. Um, I found out literally the day before I left to uh, WorkbenchCon that my mom passed away. And, uh, so between um, that, the sculpture, WorkbenchCon... I have to leave to uh, Cleveland on Sunday for a, a deal for Lincoln Electric. So just so much travel and trying to get this this uh, this sculpture finished and delivered. I'm actually meeting with. Um, can you guys hear the dog yeah. barking right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I told my wife. I said if they start barking, you have to put them inside. Um, <laughs> hold on, just a second. I don't. I don't want that to spoil. The well, you're taking care of that. Show. Will, what you got? <laughs> Oh man. Uh, well, I just finished the live edge vanity cherry vanity, uh, for the commission, uh, that's getting delivered right after this podcast is actually in the back of my truck right Sweet. now. Um, but it's kind of rain. Yeah. It's kind of rainy here in Virginia though. So that's going to be a fun delivery. Dodging the raindrops. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily I put like, I don't know, eight coats of armor seal on the top of this thing. So it should be pretty well protected um i just launched a new segment on my youtube channel called film school friday um where i start uh kind of going through how to shoot more cinematically um and some camera tips and camera settings and just how to make your videos better and it's geared towards the workshop folk so the people like us so it's not just a strictly film school for it being a film school, but, but I'm going to, but I show more, you know, uh, drill press, you know, how to shoot a drill press when it's on, um, and some real live examples of that, uh, that video, so a video will actually launch tomorrow. Um, I am about to start, actually I did start on another live edge vanity. This one should be a lot easier though, because it's basically just a, the, the vanity top and then it'll be held uh, in place just with some cleats along the wall. Um, so I got that glued up and I need to go over to the client's house and custom fit that to the walls. Um, man, what else am I working on? Uh, I am delivering and installing an oak mantelpiece uh, that it has a drawboard mortise and tenon where it turns a corner in this guy's house. He's actually a friend huh. of mine, a photographer friend of mine. It's like a little bit of timber um, framing on a mantle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like um, and he had this idea and then he went to Namibia for a month and now he's back. So we're finishing up uh, that. And the most recent thing that I've been working on is uh, when finishing this live, ed the first live edge vanity, I had a kind of a scary table saw incident yesterday. 
<laughs> that was spooky. Um, so it, it was a one-sided live edge slab that I was going to glue together, joint, joint the middle and then glue it together to make a wider shelf that'll sit recessed under the vanity top. And I had my table saw sled on my table saw and the end of it, the end of the slab wasn't square. So I was going to trim up to square up the end and I was trying to save as much material as possible. And just with wear over time, my sled wasn't fully zero clearance anymore. There's a little slop in the kerf line. And so I was going to trim the edge, which basically turned the offcut into a wedge. Um, which then got lodged in the kerf uh, of the table saw sled between the blade and the sled and made this awful sound. And with a three horsepower motor, I was pretty sure that the blade was going to lock up and throw the sled into my face. But I was able to keep my hands on all the pieces and turn the table saw off with the big safety paddle switch and my foot like a ninja. <laughs> and then I went and changed my pants. Yeah, actually, it, so the whole thing locked up, and I actually had to use a mallet to beat on the sled to get it free of the blade. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was pretty spooky, and it's one of my most liked posts on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen that, go check out his Instagram page. Uh, the, the picture on that's that like, <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that's what I've got going on. But back to you, Zach, now that you're... All right, now that I have the dogs taken care of. um, So I can't remember where I was at. But anyway, uh, moral of the story is between like travel, bad news, more travel, finishing work up. um, It's just been... It's just been kind of a mess. Uh, I mean, it's it's just a lot to juggle. It's a lot to deal with. Uh, I was really actually... I think it was the best thing after hearing that my mom passed away just to actually be able to get out of town for a bit and hang out with people that are, that are positive and supportive. It was, I can't really think of, you know, a a better way to, to kind of deal with that situation. It was, it was a good time. So um, let's see, what else do I have in my show notes here? Um, Yeah. So the sculpture, I'm actually meeting up with um, a professional photographer today, since I'm definitely not one of them uh, to get some pictures taken of the sculpture. So we're actually going to take it to, uh, like downtown Tampa and get some pictures like on the city streets. And I don't know, I, I just told him, I'm like, you're a photographer. Like, what would, what do you think is best? And and that's where he wants to do it. So um, that's kind of exciting because I really want to have a good thumbnail shot. Uh, one of the things that was talked about a lot at uh, workbench con was that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating, but make a crappy video, but have a really good thumbnail because <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's really, I mean, it's, it's kind of the judging a book by its cover thing. Like it can be the most amazing book ever, but if nobody picks it off the shelf, uh, who knows, nobody's going to know about it. So, um, my, my new strategy is, um, you know, to keep up with the same crappy content, but have a really good cover on it so that people click on, it. <laughs> uh, no, but it, seriously though, um, Chris Salamone and, uh, Mike Montgomery, uh, they had a, a talk that was kind of, it was about design, but what I liked about it is it was more about, it wasn't about like project design. It was kind of about designing your brand, I guess is, I mean, that's not how they had it labeled, but that's kind of what I took away from it as far as like, just, you know, 
how you present your products and your, your videography and all that stuff, which was very valuable to me. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to stepping everything up. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good event and, uh, a lot of takeaways. So I'm, I'm really excited to get, to get these pictures taken and hopefully get the video posted before I go to Cleveland on Sunday. Cool. That's Very cool. cool. How about you, James? Well, I finished up the saw vise, which um, has been drawing out much longer than it should have, but uh, it's done and functional. And I'm really, really happy with how it came out. So the, the final video on that should be out um, about 11 o'clock central time today. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see. It's a, you know, it's, it's not a tool that most people need. It's kind of the thing that's, it's like the only some hand tool people are even going to use it. <laughs> so uh, it's not for the, the, the masses, but it's, it's kind of a, a fun build altogether. Um, other than that, um, I was up at uh, the local Midwest Tool Collectors Association meet, uh, which if, if any of you um, have a hard time finding hand tools at a decent price, uh, the Midwest Tool Collectors Association, look it up at MT, mwtca.org. Um, they have uh, local meets all around the Midwest, East Coast. Uh, they're trying to get them all around the United States and the world. Um, so they're, they're well worth it. But if you imagine like a, a gymnasium completely filled wall to wall with tables and on every table are hundreds of hand tools um, and they're all for sale. It's like, you know, a hand tool paradise. So, uh, yeah, if you uh, if you haven't heard of it, definitely go take a look at it. It's uh, one of my goals to try and make that a little bit more mainstream because it's it's run by the older crowd and they're not very good with online and social media. So no one knows about it. <laughs> so I'm trying to get the word out. Um, other than that, I uh, I'm getting ramped up for the glue test. I actually purchased everything but the lumber. Um, most of the glues, I'm now up to 30 different glues I'm going to be trying. Um, and every glue I'll have four different tests. And then in each test, I'll have 10 iterations of every glue in that test. Um, I don't think anybody in the world other than maybe you and Matthias would ever have (laughs) the patience to do something that thorough. That sounds, that sounds like the worst I don't think anybody could pay me enough money to record that video. That sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah, over a thousand little pieces of wood need to be glued to other little pieces of wood, and then That's over terrible. a thousand individual tests of breaking them off. So it'll be a, a crazy amount of data that uh, you know. Because I've had a lot of people asking me why you're doing this because other people have done wood tests. We um, need we need like a segment in our show that's called like only James <laughs> like on this week's on this week's <laughs> this week's only James uh, yes. James glues together a thousand pieces of wood to test out 30 different types of glues hey, it, it, you know you, you never know until you have the data so you, you've got to have the data and the only way to get the data is to you know do it right <laughs> but I, I feel like we need uh, I feel like we need James's brother to do like an intro for that segment like you know deep thoughts with Jack Handy like the old that's <laughs> yeah. yes like only jeans <laughs> yeah uh absolutely yeah. so um oh and i also went and purchased um another 100 feet of board uh board feet of white oak um i found another craigslist and i probably i probably should have purchased more he has probably another three or th- three or four thousand board feet of white oak uh for 75 cents Whoa, a board is foot. it dry um it's been air dried for 16 Holy years. Holy moly. Sorry. 
every now and then I come across those on uh, Craigslist. You know, I watch Craigslist every day, have notifications for it. And about once a year, I'll get some notification from someone who inher- inherited a barn full of lumber and they're just getting rid of it. Uh, so I, I had one that I purchased once. I got about 400 board feet for 50 cents. Those are like foot. the gold mine. Like every now and then, like I, I don't look at it very much these days, but like the sub subreddit uh, woodworking, the wood, uh, let me start over. The woodworking subreddit, you'll see like the occasional post that's just like found old barn with like 2000 feet of black walnut, uh, three truckloads for 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sickening. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, that's sorry, I'm like geeking out over 75 cents a board foot for white oak. Is any of it quarter sawn? Uh, it's completely random. It's flat sawn, so every now and then you come across a, a quarter sawn piece from the middle. Okay, all right, yeah. But most of it is like uh, four inch to six inch width, so there's nothing massive. Uh, but it's pretty clear stuff. Uh, so fairly, really nice wood actually. I can tell my wife is cooking a bagel in the other room because she always burns the crap out of them. Is she cooking a bagel? <laughs> bagel. Bagel. So you're supposed to say it. Bagel. Oh, wow. Uh, what, what, what color is the bagel? What, what color is the bagel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, Zach, you uh, came back from WorkbenchCon and immediately bought a new camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true i did um yeah that was uh it's man that was like i feel impulsive but i also feel happy that i wasn't um so you know after oh there's so like how do I, I have so many thoughts that are trying to come out of my mouth at the same time um yeah i mean it was it was really inspiring like i said the the chris salamone and uh mike montgomery from modern builds i feel like mike montgomery needs to be a country singer with that name <laughs> Like anytime I forget his name, I'm like, what's a good country singer? I remember. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they have some neat stuff. Just, I mean, just very basic stuff, but I think it's really important to have like categories in your mind and they just kind of broke things up to where you can, or, you know, have like organized thinking as far as like, well, how do I want the shot? Do I want it to be close up? Do I want it to be, you know, these things that are incredibly obvious, but you don't always think about when you're trying to set up your shot. So I really kind of want to take things up just a little bit and uh, not just be recording the back of my head as I often do in my shots. I just set the camera up and I'm like, oh, that looks great. And then I walk right in front of it. And I don't even I'll be talking about that on my new film school uh, Friday segment. <laughs> I am super excited about that. So I've actually been, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people are like this too, but uh, when I get interested in something, like I kind of go down the rabbit hole. And I haven't really, my interest, I've never really been too interested in like photography or filming or that sort of thing. I mean, not that I'm disinterested, but it's not something that I've really dumped a lot of my attention into. And uh, I really, I'm starting to see how it could be fun. And I think that's the answer. I never viewed it as, I always viewed it before as like, well, the project is the thing and recording it is something that I have to do. And now thinking about it artistically and thinking about, well, how can I show this better and how can I, how can I convey more through the medium of, of how I film it and how I set up my shots and all of that stuff. So that actually kind of making the recording part of the artistic process, I can actually see that as uh, that's fun and that's interesting. And I never really viewed it like that before. I just viewed it as, well, I'm just going to record me building this crap and, you know, yeah, throw point to camera and hit play. Exactly. So I, I really, I'm really excited to, uh, you know, for my projects here out. Now the sculpture was all recorded 
it's actually interesting if you guys, if anybody watches my stuff, <laughs> um, the, uh, so I recorded everything. I've always just had the, like the Canon rebel T3, which is super dated, but it's, it's a solid camera. Um, kind of a, what you call it? Like a beginner's DSLR probably. Um, but I have that and then a GoPro that I use for my time-lapse shots. And um, the sculpture, I just recorded the way I've always recorded everything. But now, like, with the mind for editing, I'm trying to, like, I'm getting so many ideas. And I have the wrong footage for those ideas. But uh, I, I, um, this will be something when I put the video out. So I got that. Can- I ordered a Canon 6D. Um, and I wanted to have, like, some really good shots to start the video out with. So I actually re-recorded myself drawing the sculpture out, which is actually what I did before I started it. I drew the idea out, but I, you'll see the difference in shots from when you watch the very beginning of the video, like those first handful of shots are all on the 60, just of me drawing in the kitchen. And I'm like, so excited with the way they turned out, but then it goes like right back into my old style of (laughs) recording and stuff. But, uh, from here on out, I I really want to put a lot more attention and focus into filming. So I'm super excited. It couldn't have been at a more perfect time, William, for you to to start the film school Friday. Because one of the things that I've been thinking about is, I mean, nobody really talks about that. And I feel like for our community, you know, the resources for filming what we do, it, it, they're not out there. There's not a lot of information. I mean, so much of it is general or it's like, yeah, uh, it's about and there's, like, there's a huge difference between like the, uh, the, the photographers, how they use a camera yeah. and the, the, well, the guy with a camera in the show. Well, shop. there's, yeah, there's a huge gap that I think you're about to fill. And, uh, you know, you have, as far as the resources for us out there, you have your photography stuff, which a lot of it's applicable, but it's, I mean, the basics are applicable, but I feel like there's a lot that isn't applicable to what we do. Cause most of that's like portraits or, you know, wedding photography or landscapes and some of it yeah. carries over, but yeah. Not all of it. And, um, and then you have the, the like cinematography or the videography stuff, which is super cool. And there's actually, I was going to mention it in one of the things that I've been listening to. There's a podcast called, uh, TWDP, which is the wandering director of photography, um, uh, director of photography fo- podcast. There's a lot of cool information in there, but all of that, again, like all of that, uh, videography and that kind of stuff, most of that is geared towards like, <laughs> $40,000 cameras in like commercial production and movie production. So it's, there's some ideas there, but it's not stuff that's really accessible to what we're doing. So I feel like with what you're doing with the film school Friday, I think that's going to be a big hit. And I think, uh, I'm really excited to see what, what happens there. So cool. Well, thanks, so, yeah, man. that's, that's one of the things that's kind of new to me. I've got an exercise for you, Zach, and this doesn't necessarily need to go on your channel or anything. It's just a good skill building exercise. exercise. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. I run 30 miles a day. Um, no, so Zach, it's it's called the boring room challenge. Um, so you have your camera and whatever lenses you have, and you have to sit in a boring room. Um, and it has to be, apparently, <laughs> according to the rules of the challenge, it has to be like, you know, not obscene. So... I'm sure you can make anything interesting in a room if you have enough stimuli. But um, the boring room challenge is you sit in a room and you try to make a story about the things in the room and make it interesting. So take something really mundane and make a story out of it just with your filming style. Um, okay. So and, – and it just really helps with editing and building tension with the music and, and whatever emotions you want. So it could be about a pen and if can you create – 
suspense with a pen on a desk in a room, you know, that kind of thing. So I kind of, I, I like that. Um, I was thinking it'd be kind of cool if we did, could we do like something that would be like a hashtag Instagram thing? Like, so, and it would just be a picture that way everybody can kind of try and I, I actually, you know what? Like, I really like where this is all going. Like, I feel like we should add a segment to the show. That's like film challenge, the word <laughs> photo challenge. All right. We could do that. Yeah. Like we should do yeah, that. We'll Let's have... do that. Let's add like a, the Williams photo challenge so what's know. our homework for this uh, week, the, Will? Yeah, and we have a week to post the theme. So what is the what is the uh, what's the one this week? We got to take a picture. I like that challenge, but let's do something with a picture so that we can put. All it right, with a picture. All right. Um, let me think about. And if anybody's in the live chat, like we'll come, we'll circle back to this in a few minutes. If anybody has an idea or a theme, put it in the live chat, and we'll we'll bring it up in the next like five ten minutes. But I like this. Like one of the things that I'm really excited about with this camera is it has Wi-Fi. So I can take a picture, connect to it with my phone, download the image and put it on Instagram, um, which is going to be great for me. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to like actually start doing that. So let's get some ideas and figure out a, a hashtag or a topic that we can do for this next week. We'll try and get one. Every All right. Week. So like maybe cool. it could even just be an object, yeah. like photograph, like you're a hand plane or a, I don't know. Something. That's a good one. Does everybody have a hand plane? I know. James, do you have a hand plane? Uh, oof, I might have run the story. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. How do we make photographing a hand plane? Hmm. We need a reward. Like wh- a break whoever wins, like wh- whichever one gets the most. We- First, we need a hashtag. Second, we need a reward that we can. All right. But yeah. Let's discuss this a little uh, later unless you guys yeah, have, I don't have anything. I was going to say the most creative way here. to photograph a hand plane. Most creative photo wins something. Okay, I like it. Is that is that going to be what's the hashtag? Stupidest use for a hand plane. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was in the live chat. Hashtag stupid. <laughs> Strapping a rocket onto it. Uh, all right, we'll come back to that and we'll announce the hashtag later. Uh, yeah, yeah. Keep throwing your ideas in the live chat. We'll we'll pick one. Cool. Well, let's answer a couple questions here. We got one from uh, Jonathan24, who's always uh, always providing the questions for us. Uh, he just came across a pile of plexiglass scraps. Uh, what would you make with plexiglass this thick, around one inch? So I saw Paul Jackman do an awesome table saw, zero clearance table saw insert. Um, one inch thick might be a little too thick for that, uh, but it was awesome and I'd been wanting to make one for a while. So that was the first thing that came to mind when, when I'd read that question. Uh, but I don't know. Zach, what do you think? Uh, sorry. I was, uh, I was not even listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was reading What would you make with a bunch of pieces of plexiglass an inch thick? What would I do with plexiglass an inch thick? Um, well, the first thing that came to mind was shoot bullets at it and see if they go through, but that's probably not helpful, <laughs> but that's, that's what I really want to do. Um, especially if you can get low velocity that will, uh, you know, rest inside and turn it into art. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Bring it to Jimmy Duresta's house, have him shoot his guns at it and then auction it off on eBay and then retire. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, I awesome. think I would probably do some surface etching and then uh, put LEDs around the edge, lighting into the edge of the plexiglass uh, so that any of the surface etchings then glows and you could use it like a sign. Um, I've thought about actually doing that in like a tabletop insert um, and etching from underneath so it's still smooth on top, but you still see the etching underneath. Uh, so that might be. There's there's a lot a you can game. do with it. Um, so 
you know, it, I know that there's Make there's some stuff tank. called uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like is it weld bond or something like that? That's that you can use on like plastic and acrylics and plexiglass, and it literally fuses the stuff together. Like it's it's not like a glue; it actually melts the stuff together. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's weld bond, but I'm sure it's easy to find if you search for it. But uh, I think it'd be cool to do some sort of um, like little furniture, a little table or something out of it. Like uh, Philip Stark, who is one of my favorite designers, he had a chair that he made out of acrylic. I think the ghost chair. And I'm sure you guys have seen like the cheap knockoffs, but it's an, it, mm-hmm. the whole chair is like see through. So that just kind of gives you an idea. And if you look at if you look at like the original, you can imagine taking the backrest off. And you, that's I think when I come across odd things like that, I tend to um, put them in the the shop and just kind of keep them in the back of my brain. As I run into new projects, often those are the pieces that pop up and say, oh, that's where I can use. Cool. Well, um, Andrew Jacobson uh, has a two-part question. Um, How often do I need to recharge my strop? Um, I noticed that after a couple passes, it will be um, streaked and hardened and glossy. Um, and number two, can uh, I can run my finger across the strop and it will have ridges. Is that okay? Or does it need to be flat like a stone to be? This is a James question. Um, you know, for me, uh, when you get into strops, uh, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinion and their own idea. Um, some people like to use the smooth, um, buffed side of the leather. Some people like to use the rough side. Um, some people like Paul Sellers like to use a very soft rough side um, and that very soft rough side will never um, get fuzzy it will never get um, smooth and matted Uh, the other problem with that really rough side is that it tends to get rid of the the compound and you have to recharge it more often Uh, whereas if you use the small the smooth side um, in some cases you charge it once and not have to ever charge it again in your lifetime Uh, or you know like once every year it uh, because it holds on to it so well um and so you're going to get a, a thousand opinions on there. In my case, I use a rough side of a very hard leather, and the rough side then will then get smooth, glossy, and matted down, and that's where I keep it. Uh, the other thing that comes into mind is what type of compound are you using? Um, if you're using a compound that has a lot of wax in it for you know keeping it um, coagulated, um, that will become glossy and stay glossy, in which case then there's really no problem with it. Just keep using it uh, because there's always some of the abrasive gr- uh, compound near the top of the, the wax. Um, and that's usually what I end up doing. I have a very waxy um, compound. I actually got it from Harbor Freight what, three years ago, and I've still been just barely using the, the piece. Um, and it, my my strop, even though I'm using the rough side of it, ends up being a glossy surface. Um, and yes, if you do like run your fingers or nick it with the corner of a blade and put a groove through that, um, that's not going to be a problem because the next time you use it, it's going to mat it back down. Uh, and because you're, you're putting pressure on the blade, um, even if there's a groove or anything in that, it's still going to be um, flat across underneath the blade when the, when the pressure of that blade actually pushes the leather down at that spot. Uh, so no, that in my opinion, that is not something to worry about, to think about, um, just keep going. If you can see compound on the surface, then it's still good to go. You don't need to add any more. Uh, and even to that point, you know, uh, the traditional way is, uh, you know, especially with like a straight razor, the, the very last thing you do is just perfectly smooth leather without any buffing compound on it, just rubbing it on the leather um, to get that, that final gloss smooth. So that's my thought on the matter. You guys have anything more? No. I, nope. I think you got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, cool. I personally use the new buck side of the strop, but that's just because mm-hmm. I've found that I like it better, but no particular reason. It just worked. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I have one um, strop set that I keep on the bench where I have a rough side with compound and then a smooth side without compound. And so sometimes when I'm, when I'm carving um, to, to uh, freshen up the blade, I'll rub it on the compound side and then I'll take it over to the no compound smooth side and give it that final shine uh, because that can really buff them up and make them look pretty nice all right well i want to get to the joke of the week because i thought this was fantastic yeah since you uh completed this once you once you present it yeah so uh this was shared to us on instagram uh by hammer bunny workshop uh a chainsaw and a circular saw are sitting on the couch the chainsaw says to the handsaw i said i love you kim to which she replies and i heard you Humiliated, Troy vowed his next relationship would, would be with a reciprocating saw. <laughs> really? I, I, Nothing, I Zach? I missed something. <laughs> I think I was, I was mentally checked out for the first five words, and I think that wrecked the joke for me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I could have faked a laugh, and you guys wouldn't have, but I, I, don't, I don't believe in that. <laughs> oh, man. I especially thought that one was awesome. <laughs> I guess you have to see the illustration too. That was oh oh okay. I get it. I get it. Reciprocating. Okay, got it. All right. <laughs> he who laughs last usually had to have it yeah. explained. I I didn't need an explanation. I just needed to think about the words that I heard. That's pretty good. I like it. Uh, well, okay. Will, what are you? Uh, what are you watching or reading then? Uh, I just found besides these comic strips. <laughs> uh, I just found a measured workshop. Um, and specifically, uh, he made a marking knife out of a twist drill bit and dipped mm. the non-pokey bit in Plasti Dip um, to make it easier to hold when you're using your marking knife. And it just looked like beautifully simple. And now I want to make one. Uh, yeah, I've also been binge watching um, Britannia, which is uh, about the... Romans in trying to invade uh, the Celts and I just finished season one and it stopped on a cliffhanger and I was like, Oh, and there's, <laughs> and there's no season two and I'm really bummed. <laughs> yeah. Like How about you, James? Th- there's no season two or is it just uh, I don't know. Yet? I have to look into it. It was an Amazon original. So I don't know if they just did it and like, uh. eh, or if they're, if they're actually working on a season two, if they're going to release it. Um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to look that cool. up. Well, I've been watching uh, Practical Engineering. Um, he did a, uh, a video. Whoop, let me out. <laughs> um, he did a video on um, the, the way different materials um, stretch and compress uh, through heat changing. And it was kind of interesting to see, you know, we think about wood movement quite a bit in, uh, in what we're doing about, you know, the humidity changes and temperature changes of how wood will expand and contract. And so then this video was about how other things do that, like steel and concrete and how engineering works around those items to um, alleviate those problems. So it was, it was kind of a, a fascinating video, but uh, I, I definitely watch practical engineering all the time. He, uh, he has a, uh, a way of explaining things of why in the world would an engineer do that? And he explains it very well and, and makes it learnable. So yeah, I like practical engineering. In- cool. Engineering. How about you, Zach? Um, I've actually, believe it or not, been, uh, been watching your videos and Laura Kampf's videos. Oh, nice. So, nice. Yeah. I'm trying to, Laura, go ahead. 
I was gonna say Laura does an amazing job at telling a story with painters tape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Well, she doesn't use painters tape. She uses spike uh, tape. She uses tape in general. Yes. And sharpies. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think one of the things I, I, is that we're like towards the end of the almost towards the end of the uh, our script here or outline. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm really. I, I really think we should introduce like a little uh, videography section in our podcast because i think that's i think there's a lot of people that would be interested in that and i know i'm interested in no much but uh um yeah I, th- I think we i think we ought to do that so um i think it'd be neat too i'm trying i've been trying to look for well then let's do this for uh for next week those of you who want to join in uh shoot a uh, interesting picture of a hand plane and then uh, tag yeah. creators collective well let's let's figure and, out a hashtag we'll i was looking on instagram that's probably why i missed the joke um sure that's we why we could do yeah yeah that's my <laughs> excuse um well if they just uh, uh um hashtag creators collective then um it'd be easier to to find what if we did the, is there the a cc podcast because i hate like typing in hashtags is yes. probably one of the most frustrating experiences in my life because there's no autocorrect. And I guess I have fat thumbs. So like every word I type is CC. See if there's a CC podcast. Yes, there is, is CC podcast. How about okay. Concord uh, podcast. No. CC hand plane. Or CC challenge. Because that way we could use one hashtag for every okay. that, yeah. week. Can we look up CC challenge? Do we like that or do we just want to do creators collective? That's That's a big one. I don't know. Let's see. Creators. CC. Nope. All right. CC challenge. No one has used CC challenge. CC challenge. That is that is our, so our CC. We need a catchy title for our little film corner. So maybe somebody can come up with that. <laughs> so yes, the challenge for this week is to take the most what what just interesting the or most... like emotional or like what what's the how what do what do we, Ooh, if it's emotional, here? I've got a good idea. Uh, but <laughs> let's do that. Cause I think, you know, like this is one of the things that I'm thinking about. Cause I don't, I don't want to talk in my videos. I just, I just don't want to do it. I don't like listening to myself. I don't like recording myself. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that I think I'm missing is like, and this is what I've been missing with filming and recording and stuff is, you know, I have an emotional connection with the stuff that I'm building, like obviously. And I think everybody does, but what I am not doing with my filming is conveying that message whatsoever it's literally just some dude moving fast putting stuff together and i feel like that's one of the things i really want to figure out how to improve on is is trying to through that filming uh create that sense of emotion because that's really what i mean that's what gets people to share videos that's what makes people feel stuff and i mean that's you know i feel like that's what you need to do with your filming and uh, this is a new revelation for me, and it's so obvious, but I've just never thought about it before. So, um, yeah, I think like I don't know, I don't know how you could create emotion with a picture of a hand plane. All right, how about this? Um, why don't why don't why don't we just say or a an interesting photo of a hand plane using only like household items? So you can't use any professional strobes or flashes, but you can bring over, say, a lamp or you know, a little LED light or something to change your lighting, but no pro lighting gear. Okay. I mean, I, I would even be interested to see what it would look like with pro lighting gear. I don't think many of us have that. I do. That, I I'm trying to make do, this, but... I'm trying to make this uh, accessible to, to everyone. Sounds good. Okay. So uh, post your pictures what, and what do you guys put think? the hashtag of yeah. CC challenge 
and uh, we'll take a look at them. Yeah, and what the one with the most likes? I don't know. Well, we can each pick our own favorite and yet, but... uh, comment them. Get your name shouted okay. out on the podcast. I like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that for a shout out. Like if if we'll each pick our favorite, and uh, this is I'm cool. I'm actually really right. excited about this. It's gonna be awesome. All right. Now I've now we have homework so, too. Yeah, you get a shout out. <laughs> yes, I like it. Cool. Well, all right. I'm gonna try and get mine posted Zach, today. I'm excited. What is your product or tool of the week then? Don't um, say professional so product. <laughs> I don't have any of that. Um, yeah. I, well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna say. Um, I'm just gonna say a notebook. <laughs> How Laura? I know it of sounds you. ridiculous, but How Laura Kampf of you? <laughs> I, does she yes. like notebooks? Um, so yeah, uh, so I started keeping a lot. It's funny. So one of the things I got a lot of comments about at WorkbenchCon, I don't, I haven't even done a video. I just like had a picture of this little notebook that I made on my Instagram like six, seven months ago. And I had so many people that were like, do you have that notebook you made on you? And it's literally just a notebook. I usually have a pen in that little slot right there, but it's just a notebook with like the field notes thing in it. And every morning, this was a total game changer for my life. I try and sit down for 10 minutes with my coffee or whatever. And I just write down um, what I want to get accomplished and like being able to have something that I can check off and reference. Cause it's so easy, especially when you get a lot of stuff going on to forget what you need to do. Like it's kind of ridiculous that you can't remember five or six things, but having them written down for me is a huge help. And uh, plus when I get ideas or, you know, if I'm out and about meeting st- uh, people and need to get a contact information and, you know, and I don't have a business card, it's just, it's incredibly handy to have something to write on and something to write with on you. So that is my tool cool. of the week. I'll put, let me see. I'll just put a link to the field note in the show note. I'll share cool. that. Get a notebook. Keep what it you on got, you. Will? Uh, this week I have the bargain box of sandpaper from Klingspores Woodworking, and that's woodworkingshop.com, I think. Um, and it is uh, – you can get a 10- or 20-pound box of random offcuts from their from their larger rolls um, for when they're fitting their machines. And you can get uh, grits. Like I've got grits all the way up to 600 grit, and it's like 20 or 30 bucks, um, and I bought it. A year ago, and I still have more than I know what to do with. But uh, like working on this live edge vanity top and um, sanding in between coats of finish, uh, you know, grabbing some 400 grit paper off of the roll and just hand sheets, and then lightly sanding it, um, and you're not spending a fortune on like the high grit hook and loop discs or the you know five sheets or whatever you get of uh, sandpaper when you go to the big box store. Um, so it's just an incredible value, um, especially if you're a turner. Uh, the, mm. Like when you're standing on the lathe, uh, I mean, I just, I mean, I have like hundreds and hundreds of feet of this stuff, of linear feet of this stuff. So that's my tool of the week. Wow, for 20 bucks. That's favorite awesome. product of the, yeah, it's like the best deal. 10 pounds ever of, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah how about you uh james um, i have to go with a wooden tap and die set uh for the saw vice i wanted to make the the actual clamping vice with a uh, with a wooden screw and i love using wooden screws they're they're so much easier than people think and they have an extreme amount of pressure that you just don't expect from wood so they're they're a ton of fun to make a ton of fun to use and uh a wooden tap and die set is a, a fantastic thing, especially when you're getting into like the big sizes, you know, inch, inch and a half. 
um, they're they're fun. <laughs> so that's right about on, it guys. for the week. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone in the live chat. We had a, a good group on here today. and It was a, a, a lot of fun and some good questions. So thank you for that. If you'd like to join us for the live chat, you can do that every Thursday at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah. I should also make note as well before we go. Um, there is, if you guys are in the Cleveland area or if you're attending the Lincoln Electric event, um, there's going to be a meetup Monday night. And I forgot about it. Johnny Brooks, uh, kind of the logistics guy. So uh, if, if you're in the area or you're going to be, be in the area, um, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or, or something to meet up. So thanks for reminding me, Brian, cool. in the live chat. I might have to drive down for that. It's only about three, four hours for me, uh, four or five hours. Are you going to run or drive? <laughs> Running, of course. Is there another mode of tra- transportation? <laughs> cool. I feel like you're going to build a Flintstone car soon. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Uh, well, thank you everyone right. for joining us. It has been another good week and we're looking forward to seeing you here next time. So until next time, have a wonderful day. See Later. you guys. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.